Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 66, Fairfax Fire Rescue Units should be on scene. No issues on 66 inside or outside of the Beltway. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's go to Steve Rudin in the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Skies will continue to clear as we move through the evening and into the overnight after wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 30s. Highs will eventually make it into the 40s. Sunshine will fade behind clouds during the afternoon ahead of our next weather maker. Rain showers late afternoon through the evening and overnight could see light snow farther west, west of the I-81 corridor. No accumulation for the metro area. Temperatures middle 40s on Wednesday, same on Thursday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. It's 50 degrees outside of our studios. 359. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Nick Ionelli. And I'm Sean Anderson coming up. The cop on trial for murder tells his side of the story. At the courthouse in Upper Marlboro, I'm John Doman. Load safety numbers headed in the wrong direction in Maryland. I'm Kate Ryan. The school district that's returning to its old policy for snow days. I'm Scott Gelman. Tis the season to tip, usually, but that not, might not be the case this season. We'll talk about why that is at 415. And just before the close on Wall Street, Dow down 39. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. Fighting has resumed and expanded in southern Gaza following the collapse of Israel's hostage agreement with Hamas. CBS's Ian Lee has the latest. As Israel expands the war in Gaza, so does the devastation and despair. We're pursuing Hamas wherever Hamas is hiding, in the north and in the south. But the people of Gaza are paying the price. Saeed Shaheta says he pulled his baby brother's lifeless body from the rubble. My brother's name was Mohammed, he says. He asks to say goodbye one last time. A U.S. Navy destroyer shot down drones to defend ships in the Red Sea. CBS's David Martin. They don't have enough missiles to, for instance, be a, a real threat to Israel. But they have enough missiles to harass shipping in the Red Sea, and that is a, a, a choke point as ships go uh, to and from the Suez Canal uh, out into the Indian Ocean or the, uh, the Mediterranean Sea. The White House called the Houthi rebel attacks a threat to international peace. A former American diplomat who served as U.S. ambassador to Bolivia has been charged with serving as a spy for Cuba. The Justice Department revealed today Victor Manuel Rocha has been working with the regime for decades. Loved ones of opioid victims want the Supreme Court to keep the Sackler family accountable for damages caused by Purdue Pharma. Ellen Isaacs says her son, Ryan, got hooked on Oxy after hurting his back. They need to be held accountable. What they've done is really wrong. It's totally wrong. Justice Selena Kagan argued the Sacklers would be trading billions for immunity. The releases here apply only to one set of claims, pre-petition claims by creditors based on the debtors, uh, based on uh, the debtors' own conduct. In some, ways, not in some ways, they're getting a, a better deal than the usual bankruptcy discharge because, as Justice Gorsuch uh, indicated, they're being protected from claims of fraud and claims of willful misconduct. 
Two women have died in two separate shark attacks over the last two days. A Mexican woman was fatally bitten in the Pacific yesterday, and an American was attacked today while paddleboarding in the Bahamas. If you're thinking sushi for dinner, think about this. Wasabi could improve your memory. CBS's Matt Piper. The spicy green condiment has a main active component called 6-MSITC. Participants 60 to 80 years old took it and after three months saw significant boosts in two aspects of cognition, working or short-term memory and the longer-lasting episodic memory up 18%. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform, you need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 403 on WTOP on this Monday, December 4th, 2023. Cloudy skies all around. We're at 53 in D.C. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Nick Ionelli. The top local story we're following is in the Prince George's County Courthouse, where a former police officer charged with murder took the stand in his defense. He's the first officer in the county to ever be charged with murder in connection with actions taken while on duty. Mike finally had a chance to tell his side of the story after not being asked. Mike is Corporal Michael Owen, who's facing murder charges in the death of 43-year-old William Green, who was shot six times sitting in the front seat of Owen's cruiser nearly four years ago. On the stand, he explained he acted in self-defense, arguing Green was high on PCP and getting belligerent in Owen's cruiser. Owen said they started jostling, and that's when Green grabbed his gun from his holster. After a fight, he said the gun went off, but it was never made clear who Owen was suggesting fired the first shot. He then testified he didn't realize the gun he used to shoot Green was his until after. Terry Barnes is a longtime friend of Owen. Finally got his his voice heard today. At the courthouse at Upper Marlboro, John Dome in WTOP News. Some troubling news when it comes to deadly crashes in Maryland. WTOP's Kate Ryan says it's been many years since the numbers have been this high. In 2007, the number of people who died in crashes on Maryland roads hit 615. Today, data from Maryland state officials shows 554 fatalities so far this year, including 135 pedestrians and 15 people on bikes. And the stats show a continued year-over-year increase in deadly crashes. Maryland's Motor Vehicle Administration is urging drivers to slow down, buckle up, avoid distracted driving, and drive sober. There's also a push to get drivers to obey the state's move-over law, which requires drivers to move over when they approach work zones or stopped vehicles along the roadway, and to slow down if they can't change lanes. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. We are learning more information about a deadly plane crash that happened yesterday in Fauquier County. Virginia State Police are releasing the name of the person who died, the pilot. The only person inside the plane was 62-year-old Simi Adams. The aircraft involved was a 1975 Beechcraft plane. Police say Adams was trying to land at the Warrington Fauquier Airport when the plane hit several trees, crashed in a field, and then caught on fire. It went down near Midland Road and Ebenezer Church Road in the Midland area around 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the cause of the crash. A judge is dismissing felony charges against a former Northern Virginia elections official accused of misconduct during the 2020 election. State prosecutors now say a key witness in the case has changed his story. The judge then dismissed the charges against former Prince William County Registrar Michelle White. White is still set to be tried next month on a misdemeanor charge of willful neglect of duty. 
Prosecutors have not released specific details of exactly what White is accused of doing, only saying it revolves around 2020 election returns. Some good news for students who want no school when it snows. The Fairfax County Public School System is changing course, allowing for days off during winter weather instead of virtual classes. School officials say there's enough room in the school calendar to make that work. Students in Fairfax County will get to enjoy snow days this year without having to worry about logging on for virtual learning. Superintendent Michelle Reed says there won't be any virtual learning days when school has to close for inclement weather. That's a change from the last few school years when the county said the first five inclement weather days would be traditional snow days. But then snow days after that would become unscheduled virtual learning days with live class. Reed says the change is possible because there are 11 snow days built into the existing school year calendar. Students in nearby Arlington will also have 13 traditional snow days if needed. And Montgomery County's plan allows for either a full closure or remote learning. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. 407, the Allman Brothers pioneered the jam band sound with Southern Rock Gold. Well, tomorrow, their sons bring the Allman Betts family revival to Capital One Hall. Here's WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley. It's more or less a celebration of, you know, my father's catalog and Greg Allman's catalog and a celebration of the Allman Brothers band in general. Dwayne Betts, son of Dickie Betts, will team with Devin Allman, son of Greg Allman, to perform Allman Brothers hits like Ramblin' Man. Your dad wrote that, right? The line, when it's time for leaving, I hope you understand I was born a Ramblin' Man. That's something one of his mentors would say that. But all the other stuff about being born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus, I mean, that's just imagery. <laughs> it's really good stuff. <laughs> Here are full chat on my podcast, Beyond the Fame. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather and money news. A popular restaurant with a menu that's almost all chicken fingers is opening its first D.C. location. Jeff Claybaugh. It's 4.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. When it breaks, Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Montgomery County, Maryland, westbound from 270 and 370 on Samog Highway. A crash between Diamondback Drive and Great Seneca Highway. Only the left lane able to get by at the western end of Samog. At the northern end of Connecticut Avenue, north of Aspen Hill Road, there was a work crew blocking the right lanes, but they should have picked up, and I think they've reopened those lanes toward Georgia Avenue. 270, good on the Capitol Beltway, uneventfully slower on the interloop near the Legion Bridge, Silver Spring, College Park exits as volume gradually builds. But uh, in Virginia on 66, not bad. There was a crash on 28 southbound between Westfields Boulevard and 66. That was backing up traffic into Chantilly on 28 south, but the work zone in Centerville clearly at the uh, top of last hour. 95 and 395, just a few southbound slowdowns. Nothing to uh, write home about in the district. Getting heavier on 295, leaving the Anacostia River bridges. 395 and 695 holding up. On the southeast-southwest freeway, the lanes remain open. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. 
Over to 7 News First Alert meteorologist Steve Rudin. As we move through the remainder of the evening, skies will gradually clear with temperatures dropping to the 30s by early tomorrow morning. Morning sunshine will give way to afternoon clouds ahead of our next weather maker with highs in the 40s. Come tomorrow evening into early Wednesday, rain showers for the metro area, light snow in the mountains, no accumulation expected. We're looking at temperatures in the 30s by early, early Wednesday morning. Highs in the middle 40s Wednesday. We're back to around 60 for the weekend. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Cloudy skies for the most part. We're at 49 in Leesburg. Bowie at 52. Georgetown 53. And we're brought to you this afternoon by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months. No payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Time for Money News at 10 and 40 past every hour with Jeff Claybaugh. Music streaming service Spotify is cutting 17% of its workforce, cutting back after overspending and overhiring during the pandemic. This is Spotify's third round of layoffs this year. New market cloud for Uber. The ride-hailing company will be added to the S&P 500 index, which is tracked by many investment funds. It belongs there. Uber has a market value of $116 billion. It is the biggest U.S. company that isn't in the S&P 500. Uber joins the index December 18th. Raising Cane's, the popular restaurant chain that serves almost nothing but chicken fingers, opens its first location in D.C. next month at Union Station. Raising Cane's added a Fredericksburg location in October. Its first here opened in Sterling last year, but it has plans for several others. Wall Street closed lower today, with the averages taking a break from five weeks of gains. The Dow down 41. The S&P 500 down 25. That's a half percent. The Nasdaq down 120, closer to 1%. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOB News. This report is sponsored by Capital One Hall and Tyson's. Capital One Hall is Tyson's ticket to Broadway, live music, comedy, and more. With holiday programming for the family, make Capital One Hall your entertainment destination. For tickets and info, visit CapitalOneHall.com. Coming up on WTOP, it's tipping season. So how generous do you feel this year? We'll talk about it with Bankrate's Ted Rossman. It's 412. The power's out at our house. But since my family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, they can stream and game like usual on all their devices all over the house. Who moved the couch? So everybody stays connected while I just try to find a seat in the dark. Oh, cactus? Can I get a little help over here? Yeah, bro. Just let me finish this boss battle. Sure. Go ahead. Medic! Now you can get fast, reliable internet on the Xfinity 10G network and get storm-ready Wi-Fi when you upgrade, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Only from Xfinity. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Storm-ready Wi-Fi limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. For more details, visit Xfinity.com slash storm-ready. It's fall in the DMV, and you know what that means. It can be 80 degrees scorcher today, and tomorrow we could wake up to snow flurries. So when it comes to heating and cooling your home, you need a sure thing. You need the pros at HVAC 911. Living in such an unpredictable climate as ours means heating and cooling emergencies can happen at any time. Thankfully, the experts at HVAC 911 answer the call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 301-939-0499, and HVAC will be on the way. Again, that's 301-939-0499. And HVAC 911 will get to you within hours. 
So as the leaves fall, so does your anxiety about your home's temperature. Fall in DMV may be unpredictable, but your furnace and AC won't be thanks to HAC 911. Call 301-939-0499 today. Or get started at HVC911.com backslash DC. That's HVC911.com backslash DC. Brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Coming up, Ron Rivera addresses what went wrong in yesterday's loss to the Dolphins and a new number one team this week in men's basketball. Sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. Hi, I'm Dr. Ainsley McLean, a radiologist at Kaiser Permanente. As physicians, we know diagnosing cancer early helps our patients live longer, fuller lives. We also know waiting for test results is stressful. That's why we make getting mammograms and your results quick and convenient. At Kaiser Permanente, most patients receive mammogram results in less than 30 minutes. And with more than 30 medical centers across the region, we are national leaders in breast cancer screening and breast cancer survival. Learn more at kp.org slash doctor. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 415. I'm Nick Ainelli. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Well, it's the holiday season, and many people who rely on tips are hoping to get a lot of them. But will high costs and inflation impact generosity this year? Well, joining us live to talk about it, Bankrate Senior Industry Analyst Ted Rossman. Ted, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. So uh, do we have a feel for how people are feeling about handing out to tips this holiday season? People are feeling generous this year, which actually surprises me. Last year, we saw a noticeable drop in the amounts that people were tipping around the holidays. Interestingly, not the frequency. That was actually still pretty high, but the amounts were way down last year. The theory being that inflation was cutting into purchasing power. I think even though inflation's come down, you could say the same thing this year, just given that cumulative effect, but at least not in terms of holiday tipping. People seem to be feeling a lot more generous. And of course, we've heard that people are sick of tipping in some cases, right? So does that have any impact on holiday tipping? You know, every, every time you turn around, there's going to be another device asking if you want to leave a tip. You know, we've, we've heard that people don't quite like that anymore. So is that having an impact? What do you think? You're right. We're seeing conflicting signals here because I agree. And really, our survey respondents agree. Over the summer, we did a project and we found about two thirds of Americans have a negative view of tipping. 30% think tipping culture has gotten out of control. A similar amount resent those tip screens at coffee shops and elsewhere. That said, they do work. I mean, people do tip even if they grumble about it. Um, but around the holidays, there actually seems to be more of a true groundswell of support. Maybe it's the holiday spirit. I think some of it, too, is that holiday tips tend to be for people we interact with regularly, like your housekeeper, your mail carrier, your kid's teacher or daycare provider. I think there is more of a face-to-face element, and we feel better about tipping these people. What about uh, demographic breakdown, younger versus older, men versus women? Is Is there any difference there? Young adults stand out. They're actually projected to be the most generous holiday tippers, also the most improved from last year. I find this a bit surprising, too, because I think often Gen Zers and millennials get a bad rap for tipping. What we really see is that they're boom or bust tippers. Men behave this way as well, actually, where they're more likely to leave a really good tip or more likely to leave nothing at all, whereas women and older adults are more consistent, even if the amounts are a bit lower. I think recent service industry experience is part of this, too. A lot of people with tipping experience 
are better tippers. You know, people who've worked in tip jobs are better tippers. And a lot of today's service industry workers are Gen Zers and millennials. So that may help explain why they tip better in their personal lives. And how about deciding how much to tip? Do people research that online or ask their friends? How do they determine that? They do. About a third of Americans seek some kind of help, whether it's from a friend or family member or social media or the Internet. What we found in our survey is that the median amounts, depending on the category, range from about $20 for mail carriers up to about 50 for housekeepers and childcare providers. Another way to look at it would be maybe tipping the equivalent of one service. Like if you have a weekly housekeeper, maybe that last week of the year, you double the pay and that's the holiday tip. Or some people do that with their hairstylist, for example. Ted, good to talk to you again. Thanks so much for the help. No problem. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Ted Rossman, Bankrate Senior Industry Analyst. It's 418 Traffic and Weather on the 8s with Dave Dildine in the Traffic Center. Past the uh, Rio Lakefront in Gaithersburg, there's a crash at the western end of Sam I Highway. And at the moment, westbound traffic is stopped between Diamondback Drive and uh, Great Seneca Highway. Some traffic will start to get by to the left here momentarily. North and southbound traffic on 270, uneventful, of course, heavier northbound this time of the day, but with nothing blocking the way on I-270 or 95, Beltway to Beltway, or on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, heavier traffic on the Parkway, especially near 32 and NASA Goddard. On the Interloop, slowing, coming across the Legion Bridge toward River Road, uh, eastbound past the Silver Spring exit, southbound past the College Park Greenbelt ramps, but with nothing blocking the way on the north half of the Beltway or in Virginia on the Outer Loop with some heavy traffic near Merrifield and on the south side from Telegraph Road toward the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Chantilly to Centerville, southbound on 28 delays, lead past the remains of a crash south of Westfields Boulevard. 66, not bad. 95 and 395, a couple of southbound slowdowns, but this is a fairly easy Monday afternoon, all things considered. This holiday season opened the door to hope with a night of shelter, meals and care at Central Union Mission. Make your gift now at missiondc.org. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. And let's head on over to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Uh, Veronica We've uh, got a gloomy week here starting off and then uh, some murky stuff in the middle of the week. That's right. It is pretty gray right now, but these clouds are moving out. Tomorrow we're going to flip it and go the other way, uh, where clouds are going to be moving back in as we get ready for that next weather maker. The way it's looking right now, the timing of it, Tuesday late evening through Thursday morning. And yes, you've probably heard already, we could get a few conversational uh, little snowflakes coming through the area. With temperatures being so warm, road conditions just fine. Again, conversational, you see it, you look at it, you talk about it with your friends, you get excited about the first real one that might come for the season in a couple of weeks. Okay, so here's what's going on temperature-wise this evening. 40 to 46 degrees. We're partly cloudy. Again, clearing. We'll start the day tomorrow at 31 to about 39 degrees. Afternoon temperatures for your Tuesday, about 42 to 48 degrees. And that's just shy of average. Not too bad. Uh, the stuff that you were talking about, they're coming in the mid part of the week. It's Tuesday late uh, through Wednesday morning, probably wrapping up around 11 a.m. Could get about a quarter of an inch of rain.
It's mainly west of U.S. 15 for those conversational snowflakes and well west of I-81 where there would be any isolated slick patches the way it's looking right now. Good news is we warm by the end of the week with afternoon temperatures in the mid-50s on Friday. Close to 60 degrees right now Saturday if you're looking forward to the weekend. Currently, we're 47 degrees in Frederick, Maryland, Springfield, Virginia, coming in at 50, D.C. now at 55. Okay, thank you, Veronica. Coming up on WTOP, for those who've used 23andMe, your info may have been stolen. We've got details on that. It's 422. Get in on the Monday night football action with FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. We've got the Bengals trying to hang on to their razor-thin playoff hopes, taking on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And personally, I think the Jaguars are going to win by double digits, so I'm I'm willing to lay the number. The FanDuel app is so easy to use, and they offer a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Big B-I-G-C-H-E-E. FanDuel.com slash Big 21 or older and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipts. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. At Easy Cater, we know ordering food for work isn't as easy as it seems. Lunch meeting is set for Wednesday. We need food for 27 people. And it has to be on time. Client is coming. He's vegan. Messy eater. Where's white shirt? You getting this? Okay, what do we need? Gluten-free. No more sandwiches. Make sure there's enough. Make sure the food is hot. Client has a hard stop at 1230. Make sure there's plenty of spoons. Tomatoes and potatoes. Stay on your budget. Lunch meeting? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 423. DNA testing company 23andMe is confirming that information of about 6.9 million people, about half of its 14 million customers, was accessed illegally. MarketWatch reports about 5.5 million customers had their 23andMe DNA relatives profile files accessed. And 1.4 million customers participating in the DNA relatives feature had their family tree profile information accessed. 23andMe says its systems were not hacked, but that threat actors were able to access accounts in instances where users had recycled login credentials that were stolen from other websites. 424, this week is Black Restaurant Week in D.C., and the city is announcing more money is now available to help bring more healthy options to underserved areas. This is a, a big accomplishment for us all, bringing our full-service restaurant to this wonderful neighborhood. Chef Jeff Muscari, who owns several Creole restaurants throughout the D.C. region, is opening his new restaurant, Miss Toya's, in Ward 7 in the Penn Branch neighborhood, thanks in part to the Food Access Fund, a grant program launched by the D.C. Mayor's Office in 2021. Mayor Muriel Bowser. We have worked very hard over the last several years and very intentionally uh, to make sure that we're bringing more food, more fresh food, and sit-down restaurants towards 7 and 8. The administration says it's now investing an additional $5 million into the grant program on top of nearly $20 million already invested. Shane Estill and WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. 425, George Wallace. A lot of frustration with the commanders now. You think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> After another loss yesterday, now 4-9, and nine, gave up 45 points again. It is a frustrating time. Ron Rivera admits that and how he handles it with the players. Well, I try to understand them, see where they are. And, and, and you know, when, when I talk to them, 